Uh, you might have guessed from the hymns what my subject is today, but turn over to John's Gospel, chapter 14, and we're going to read from verse 15 of the chapter. John's Gospel, chapter 14, and beginning our reading at the 15th verse of the chapter. John, chapter 14, and beginning our reading at verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it? that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us, and not unto the world. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and, he, we, shall, uh, and we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye love me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before, it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even uh, so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Amen. We know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his precious and infallible word to our hearts for his name's sake. Let's just unite in a word of prayer afresh. Our loving and our gracious God, as we come to thee, we do thank Thee for the great provision that has been made. We think of our Saviour who ascended up on high. We thank Thee that He's seated on the right hand of God. And we thank Thee for the Holy Spirit who comes as our intercessor, as our uh, helper, our comfort. We do thank Thee for the one who is the comforter today. And our God, we'd ask Thee that Thou wouldst enable us uh, to rejoice in what God is to our souls. We do thank thee for his great provision for us 
and his blessings upon us. And we do thank thee that he has not left us, comfort us. We thank thee that thou hast come to us. So our God, bless us now as we consider thy word, write it upon our hearts, for it's in Jesus' precious name Now we'd ask these things. Amen. Amen. When the Lord Jesus was talking to his disciples about the fact that he would soon be taken from them, he gave them a wonderful promise. And we think of this promise about the Holy Spirit. If you look at verses 15 to 18, he says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. And what a tremendous promise that is. And I wonder if you've ever thought about the way that this world is so much set up for comfort today. Everybody is to be comforted. No anxiety is to come to anybody. We have a tremendous need for comfort and an emphasis upon comfort. Comfort, you think of students in college and university today, and they're placed in a social bubble. We use a phrase that has come into vogue today. We, we can't trigger anybody. We can't say anything that will cause anxiety to anybody. We can't say anything that would be taken in the wrong way by any. Everybody has to have this bubble of comfort around them. And you have it in the business world as well, where nobody is uh, to be uh, caused anxiety. Everybody has to uh, be treated with kid gloves in many ways. And we have this tremendous desire and need for comfort in this day and generation. But I wonder if you've ever thought about that. Why is there such a need for comfort in this day and generation? Why are people against making people anxious or saying anything to them that in any way would trouble them? And the reason is because we don't live in a world that is comfortable. We live in a world where there is so much anxiety and so much worry. The Mental Health Foundation did a survey in the UK back in May this year, and they found that 60% of UK adults had experienced anxiety that interfered with their daily lives in the past two weeks when they did the survey. They said polling of 6,000 UK adults conducted by uh, Opinium, uh, the uh, research, uh, the market research company, found that nearly three quarters, or 73%, had um, felt anxious at least some time in the last two weeks, while a quarter, or 26%, felt that these feelings of anxiety had stopped them uh, in the normal course of events that they had been so anxious that they had interfered in their normal lives. And so it is a tremendous thing here to learn that the Lord Jesus Christ said that he would send the Holy Spirit 
to be a comforter in the midst of the toils and the trials and the anxieties uh, that we have in life, how valuable it is that someone has come to us to be a comforter. Now, when we speak about the Lord Jesus being a comforter, it's far more valuable and far more, uh, uh, it's far more than just that he comes and puts his arm around us and pats us on the back and gives us a little bit of comfort. It's far more than that, as we see. But certainly in a world that is marred by sin, and a world that's full of wickedness and rebellion, and where we have wars and rumors of wars, and many people don't know what's around the corner, it is a tremendous thing to have comfort. And God has sent his Holy Spirit to be a comforter. He says, I, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that, that he may abide with you forever. So not only have we a comforter, but one who is there to abide with us forever. Now, isn't that a tremendous thing when you think about this promise that we have in God's precious word? And so today, I want us to think about the comforting of the Holy Spirit. I want us to think about the Holy Spirit as a comforter. And we want to see the different ways in which the Holy Spirit comes to comfort the hearts of God's people. So first of all, I want us to see the comfort of Scripture. This is the first way in which the Holy Spirit comforts the hearts of God's people. He gives us the Scripture. If you look at verse 26 of the passage that we have read, it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So it is God's word. It's whatsoever the Lord had said to them. And the Holy Spirit was going to teach them all things and bring all things to their remembrance. And I want you to see that the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth in the Bible. In John 15 and verse 26, if you turn over there, just a page in your Bible, it says, But when the comforters come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. So one of the principal ways that the Holy Spirit brings comfort is through the truth of God's precious word. And I want you to see that the Holy Spirit, first of all, is the revealer of truth. The Holy Spirit is the one who inspired the Scriptures. We're told in uh, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The Apostle Peter said in 2 Peter 1.21, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of uh, man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And I want you to think about the wisdom and the direction that we have in the Word of God. And it brings tremendous comfort. Why, do people, why are people so comfortless? Why are people so anxious today? 
Well, one of the reasons is that we live in a world that is upside down and a world that is full of turmoil and we don't know where we're going. Many people don't know if there's a plan, if there's a pr- what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of all that is happening round about us? Is there a plan? Is, is there something that's going to come out of this at the end of the day? Are all things going to add up? Is there going to be justice at the end of the day? Are the wicked going to suffer for their wickedness? Are the good, uh, those who are righteous, nuns righteous? No, not one, but those that have the righteousness of Christ, are they going to get a reward? And there's tremendous anxiety today because people feel this world's upside down and they don't know what's happening. And they, 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 they uh, in many ways, think we, we don't know. We can't anticipate anything because it seems as if this world is upside down. But the, the Word of God comes. And the Word of God tells us that there is a plan. There is a purpose. That God has a sovereign plan in all things. You think of the trials and the sickness that you go through. And maybe at times when you're sick and when you're down, you wonder to yourself, what is all this about? And you think of the book of Job. And Job goes through all of these anxieties about what is happening. Why, why am I sick? Why have I lost my family? Why have they all died? And all of these things that were happening to him, and he couldn't make head or tail of it. And then God came and began to speak to him. And began to make all things clear. And isn't that what the word of God gives us? It gives us clarity about the turmoil and the chaos that there is in the world. And we have someone who comes alongside us. That's the meaning of the comforter. One who comes alongside us to show us the realities and why things are as they are. And In the word of God, we have this tremendous comfort. There's a a man, a young man by the name of Steve Winger from Lubbock in Texas in the United States. And he was um, going through an exam, a logic exam. And the professor who was teaching this course was known to be very tough. And he said very tough exams. But this time he gave a concession to his students that each one of them could bring one piece of paper um, uh, uh, measuring eight inches by 11 and a half inches. And he said, you can write anything you want on that, or you can put anything you want on that piece of paper. So they all came in with their piece of paper. And Steve Winger came in and he had a blank piece of paper. And he set it on the floor And he brought uh, another student or another uh, senior student who was an an A star student uh, who had passed the logic exam with an A. And he got him and he stood him on the piece of paper. And the professor said, what are you doing? He said, you you said we could bring an eight by 11 and a half piece of paper and we could put anything we want on it. Well, I'm putting this student on it. And he got an A in his exam because the other student was able to prompt him along the way and he got away with it. But you know, it's the same with us. We have more than an A star student. We have the Holy Spirit to come and explain everything to us. 
through his precious word, and he is the revealer of truth. He also is the remembrancer of truth. He reveals, he brings to remembrance all things. Look at verse 26. He says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Now, there is a sense in which, well, a big sense in which that only applies to the disciples. The Lord was going to bring to remembrance to them all things that he had said unto them. You think about the Gospels. You think about the Word of God. And you think about their remarkable consistency. And you, you think about the way that they recall the things that the Lord Jesus said. You think of the Sermon on the Mount and all that the Lord said. And yet they're able to set all of these things down in the Word of God. How did they remember them? Well, here's the answer. The Holy Spirit brought to their remembrance all things whatsoever the Lord said to them. That's the answer. They were able to recollect all of these things and were able to set them down with such accuracy and with complete accuracy because the Holy Spirit brought to their remembrance the things that they had heard. You think of the four Gospels and the remarkable consistency between them and how they agree with one another. How is that? Because the Holy Spirit had brought to their remembrance all things that the Lord had said. But you know, you think of the reminding work of the Holy Spirit of God. There is a great example of it over in John 12, how the Lord entered into Jerusalem, remember, on the uh, fall of an ass, and we read how that the crowd joyfully proclaimed, Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And then the disciples didn't realize how that was fulfilling Old Testament prophecy. But it says this in John chapter 12 and verse 16, and you can turn back to it there, John chapter 12. And if you look at verse 16, it says there, these things understood not the disciples at the first. So when they heard it at the first, when they heard the crowd saying, Hosanna, they didn't understand completely what was going on. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they these things that were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. So that's a very, very practical example of the Holy Spirit acting as a remembrancer. Now I've said that primarily this thought about the Holy Spirit as a remembrancer then applies to the disciples but it also, in another way, in a lesser way, applies to you and me. Because he brings to remembrance the promises. He brings to remembrances, uh, remembrance the comforts of the precious word of God. Maybe you're going through a hard time, and maybe you're lonely, and you remember the promise of the, the Savior, I will never leave you or forsake you. And that just comes to your mind just at the time when you need that word of comfort. God, the Holy Spirit, brings to your remembrance those things that he wants you to hear. 
And dear friend, there is that reminding ministry. And he reminds us of the comforts and the promises of the precious word of God. Something else that the Holy Spirit is, he's a reassurer from the truth. And I see my time is going here, and I've only got to the first point, but maybe we'll come back to this. But, um, well, um, yes, <clears throat> well, I don't know whether I can come back to it. But anyway, the Holy Spirit is a reassurer of the truth. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we can be confident in our faith today. We can be confident in the one in whom we place our faith, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. But that doesn't mean at times that we are not filled with doubts. The old devil comes and sends his minions and causes doubt to enter in. And if you're a child of God, there are many times, perhaps when you've gone through times, when your faith has become weak, when your faith has been under attack, and the devil sends the fiery darts to our minds and tells us, you know, you're not a Christian at all. You're, you're not a child of God at all. Or, or, or maybe there, you, you look back upon your life and you think about the many times when you feel the Savior and you think to yourself, well, how could I be a child of God? And you need reassurance. What does it say in Romans chapter 8, verse 16? The Spirit himself, or itself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So what does he do? He comes to reassure us. He comes to speak to us. What a, a calm, what an assurance comes into our heart. We claim the promises of the word of God. We read in Galatians 5, verses 24 to 26, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lusts. He says, If ye, we live in the Spirit, let us walk also in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. And if we're walking in the Spirit and not after the flesh, we're going to avoid the turmoil in our lives, and we will have that reassurance. But the Holy Spirit is our helper. He comes alongside. We said the word comforter means it, it's parakletos in the Greek, or paraclete, and that just means simply one who is called alongside to help. He comes alongside us to help us. We have a helper. And that helper is not only uh, with us, but he's in us day by day. He's in us. He's there constantly. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. And dear friend, we have the Holy Spirit there constantly to assure us, to help us, to bless us. Oh, what a wonderful provision the Lord has given to us. Now, I've only got to my first point of this sermon, and we're going to have to close it. Perhaps sometime we'll be able to get back to this. But we think of the Holy Spirit, and this is not the only way. The Holy Spirit comforts us 
through the Scriptures. We have many other ways that we wanted to speak of today that the Holy Spirit comes to comfort us. But what a wonderful provision that the God of heaven, the God that we rejected and were enemies against and turned our backs upon, wants to come, come into our lives and to be our helper. That's condescension indeed. That's a wonderful gift indeed. And oh, today may we draw near to our comforter. We were thinking last Lord's Day about grieving the Holy Spirit, grieving our comforter. Don't grieve the one who is there to help you. Let him help you. Let him reassure you. Let him be your guide and leader and helper in the midst of all of your need. We live in a day where there is no comfort. There's never been a day when there has been that uh, comfort. There's anxiety and worry and fears. But the child of God has one to be their comforter. I hope that you're a child of God today. I hope that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you have one in your heart today who is the great comforter. May God bless his word and write it upon our hearts for his name's sake. Let's just bow in a word of prayer. Our loving God and our gracious Father in heaven, we do thank thee for thy precious word today, and we thank thee for the one who is the comforter. We do thank thee for thy word to our hearts, and we pray that thou wouldst continue to give us that comfort. We pray that each one of us may know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and that we might know the comfort of God in the midst of the anxieties and worries of life. Bless our souls and be with us. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. Can we turn to the hymn? What is that? 176. Uh, 176. The hymn 176. The Holy Ghost is here where saints in prayer agree as Jesus' parting gift. He's near each pleading company. We'll sing verses... Uh, one, two, and three of this hymn, and we'll stand as we sing. The hymn 176, verses one, two, and three.
loving God and our gracious Father in heaven, we thank thee for the Comforter who draws nigh to our hearts. We do thank thee for the one who is there to be the reassurance to thy people. And we pray that each one of us may know thy comfort and thy grace and thy blessing today. For it's in Jesus' precious name that we ask these things. Amen. Amen.